So let me pray, and then um, I got a few thoughts to share with you before we take communion and uh, sing a couple closing songs together. All right, so pray with me. Heavenly Father, we are grateful for the ability to gather. Um, just thinking back the last couple of Advents of, of doing this online and to be able to be in person is a good gift. God, we pray now as we step into uh, the day that we have all been anticipating, um, that in uh, all the other things that go into the next 24 hours, that we would be able to pause now in this moment. To be here, God, would you hold whatever it is that we bring into this time and this space for us so that we can receive. So that we can receive whatever it is that you want to give us, say to us, challenge us with, remind us of, encourage us with. Whatever it might be, God, would we be able to receive that now? And we pray this together in Jesus' powerful name and everybody said, amen. I want to begin uh, in Revelation. Revelation is typically a, a book um, for like, we read this amazing thing. Jesus is speaking here, and this comes in a section in the letter where uh, different uh, messages are being relayed to, to some of the earliest churches. Jesus says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends, if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. I want you to hold on to that thought for just a moment, all right? Every year, Advent comes, believe it or not, we have to do Christmas every single year. And for me, this is a challenge because uh, I have to start thinking about, all right, what are we going to say this year that we haven't said before? How do, you, how do you talk about Christmas and the Advent season in some new and fresh way? And i got to be honest, like in the, in the spirit of confession... Uh, Advent teaching and, and Christmas time is not my favorite time because I feel like I've already done this and I'm the kind of person that likes to do something one time and then just move on, uh, move on to the next thing. But this year, I have really enjoyed our time on, on Sunday mornings leading up here to Christmas. This Advent season, like it says about Mary, right, in Luke chapter 2, is one that I will treasure in my heart. And I'm not totally sure why. <laughs> Um, because it's been a challenging, uh, it's been busy, it's been challenging, we've had all of our normal sort of uh, just stuff happening in life. This morning, one of our cars didn't start. Like, it's just, you know, real life keeps happening, even in the midst of a season like this. But for whatever reason, this year has been uh, particularly meaningful for me. And I think, I do think I have at least one reason for it. And, and I think the reason is that so many of the things that we have been talking about as a church over the last six months ha have kind of connected in pretty significant ways to this, to this particular Advent. So uh, we're going to just kind of review a little bit of some of the things that we have been exploring together uh, as a church. Going back several months now, we spent quite a, quite a lot of time in the New Testament letter to the Ephesians. And if you can remember back to that, we, we learned that Ephesians is split into two different parts, right? Chapters 1 through 3 are all about identity. This is who you are. Who are you? You are loved, right? The first three chapters are all about how much God loves you. God loves you, how, how high and deep and wide. And, and that this is, this is how God sees us. And then the second part, chapters 4 through 6, was kind of the so what. So now what do we do, right? How do we live in light of this reality? That phrase was, uh, that we kind of hung on to was, what does it look like for us to walk 
in the way of love. You are loved, you are loved, you are loved. Now how do we walk in that love? That led us into our fall conversation, which we were calling integrity. That was all about how God's love makes us whole, how wholeness is connected to generosity, to generosity, and how when we give ourselves away, especially our time, our talents, and our treasures, we grow in our capacity to love. Right? And that was tied in with our other conversation, our core practices, confession, outreach, and encouragement. These practices, these tangible things that we do through which we grow in love for God and neighbor. And this all kind of hangs together in what is oftentimes called the great commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. And so this is the journey that we have been on. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. Walk in that love. Love God with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Now, this brings the door and knock. Mighty and powerful and creative, all these big words, all these big ideas. But our God is also humble. Our God is also humble. I want us to sit with this, this thought here for just a moment. Thinking about what we just read with the kids, what, what we just read at the, the, the candle moment here a minute ago. Our humble God, born as a human baby to an unwed teenage girl in the first century in this backwoods town in Israel under the boot of the Roman Empire, very far from the spotlight, very far from the seat of power. Out in the sticks of Galilee, this Jesus grew up. Right? He grew up playing soccer in the streets. He was a brother with siblings. He lived in a neighborhood. He scraped his knee. All these experiences that kids have, Jesus had those experiences. Built some furniture, did some chores, all these mundane things. And then, no big deal, gives his life on a cross to save us from our sins, to save us from death and separation from God. And yet, even after that, right, even after that, conquering sin and death, even after that, stands at the door and knocks. And just wants to come in and share a meal with us as friends. Makes me think about how we make a big deal about a lot of things, right? Parades, inaugurations, pageants. These are not necessarily bad things. There's just very little pomp and circumstance in the Jesus story. And while there's definitely a time and a place for big and loud, for raucous celebrations, our God is the God who very humbly stands at the door and knocks. And who doesn't force it down or, or, or come barging in, just waits for us to open the door. And I, if you read that verse carefully, what does it say? It says, if you can hear, right? For those who can hear and open the door, he will come in again. To share a meal like a friend. The humility of our God. And so the question, very simple question, 
But very important and profound question is, can we hear the knock and are we willing to open the door? Will we receive him? Each week of Advent this year, we have explored the question, what's the good news? What is the good news of hope? What is the good news of peace, of joy, uh, of love? This word good news, it's, it's the word gospel. That, that's where we get the idea of good news from. What is the gospel connection between these big themes and how can we make that practical? How, how can we make that real for us? Not just a theory or an idea, but good news with flesh on, right? Our big theme has been God now in flesh appearing. The good news, or at least a significant part of the good news, is that, well, there are tangible responses. There's always things that we can be doing. The Christmas story declares that all we really need to do is receive. All we need to do is receive. How do we grow in love? We receive God's love. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. I've heard it said, I think it was Dallas Willard that said this first, but grace or, or God's love and grace are not opposed to effort. There are things that we can do, postures we can practice, responses that we can make, but God's grace and love are opposed to earning. We don't access God's love by working hard, by proving ourselves by justifying ourselves, we access this love simply because it is here. It is standing at the door and it is knocking. And all we do is we open the door and we let it in. We receive it at our table and we share a meal together as friends. So here, I think, is our invitation this Christmas. If Jesus is here and knocking, what does it mean for us to receive him? What does it look like for us to let this love in? And, and so just, again, walking us back through some of our conversations this, this Advent season. Week one, we considered the theme of hope, right? We lit the hope candle. And we saw that it was connected to this great commandment idea of loving God with our strength. We talked about our bodies, how, how the incarnation, how God in the flesh is affirmation of our bodies. And so maybe one question for us to sit with is, do you need to receive God's love and affirmation of your body? Do you need to receive the good news that even though our, body, our, our bodies fail us, they don't look the way that we want them to look. They don't, they don't respond the way that, that we want them to respond. God looks at your body and says, it is very good. Week two, we lit the candle of peace, right? The Advent theme of peace. We connected that to loving God with our minds. We talked about uh, our brains and mental health and all these sorts of things. Do you need to receive God's love and affirmation of your brain? That even though your mind may send you certain messages, mixed messages, Jesus loves your mind and wants to hear your thoughts. Week three, the theme of joy. We connected loving God with our spirit and this idea of joy, right? How we can say that it is well with our soul, even if it is unwell with our circumstances. Do you need to receive God's love and affirmation of your spirit? 
the good news that God's life and breath are in you and that he desires now and eternity with you. And then week four, the theme of love. This was just last Sunday, connecting loving God with our our hearts and emotions, our affections. Again, this identity, this new identity that we have. Steve, the disciple that Jesus loves. You know, fill in the blank there with your own name. The disciple that Jesus loves. Do you need to receive God's love and affirmation of your heart? That your deepest desires are from God. That our capacity to love and be loved is a gift to be received from the greatest lover in the universe. I don't know which one of those you need to spend some time with. Maybe it's, maybe it's one particular one. Maybe it's a combination or, or maybe it's all of them. Maybe it's simply the posture shift from closed to open, ready to receive. What we're going to do now is we're going to take a few moments to gather the communion elements. And then we're going to share this meal together as friends. So let me pray, and then what I, I'll give us some instructions on how, how we're going to do this. We'll take communion together here in just a moment, but pray with me. Heavenly Father, as we sit here on Christmas Eve, reflecting on the journey that we've been on over the past four weeks, through hope and peace and joy and love, understanding in new ways, how to grow in love for you with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And how there is good news in each of those places that you have for us, God. And so whatever it is, again, that we need to hear tonight, that we need to receive tonight, may we be open. Open and Jesus and all that it means. relationship with you, proximity to you. There's no longer a distance between us. This good news that you are a humble God who very gently comes knocking on the door, trusting that we'll hear risking whether or not we'll open that door, but desiring to come in, to sit down at the table and to share a meal together as friends. And so as we prayed earlier, once again, God, whatever else is going on our lives in, again, the 24 hours right now uh, around this holiday. Maybe it's other stuff, work, family things. Whatever it is, God, may we pause for a moment. And would you quiet our hearts, our souls, our minds, so that we may be able to hear you knocking. And then give us the courage to get up and open that door to receive whatever it is that we need to receive from you. We pray this in Jesus' name.